Hi, I'm Jeremy Davis, Head of Impact and Communications at the Fatherhood Institute. And this is the Daddy Leave Diaries, a series of podcasts where I'm talking to Mark Gatto, a father from the northeast of England, about his journey taking six months shared parental leave to look after his baby daughter. This is episode eight, where we'll hear Mark returning from getting the baby back to sleep, reflecting on what he's learned in his months at home, and answering the question, if you could take another six months off, would you? Hello, I think Hi. I'm back. I think. There you are, you see the professional. Has... <laughs> well, that was mercifully quick, actually. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it takes a bit longer. Um, she always has a wake-up around 40 minutes into her nap. Always. Mm. It's very kind of regular now. Mm. And then she can sometimes go for another little stretch. So it's, uh, <laughs> it just changes week on week. But at the moment, that's kind of her pattern. So I knew that, would, that was coming. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking about responsibility. Lovely. That's that's one, mm. one outcome of that. You kind of you learn that pattern, the, the pattern of the day and how how they are throughout the day and little signals of when they're feeling tired or hungry or irritated. It's all kind of, you know it. It's not, you don't have to look yes. to the partner to know it. You, you just yes. know it. So, yeah, exactly. that's a, a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and a huge weight off the mother's shoulders, of course. Because mm. <clears throat> it means she's not the only one who can see Definitely. Whatever it is, the drooping eye or the, yes. you know, whatever the signs are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. And just knowing what's normal for your child, I think, is a really powerful thing because mm. then it helps you to know when they're not feeling so good. Mm. Um, and it, it helped me be a better dad to my son as well, I think, because you can easily focus on behavior and not think about the underlying cause of the behavior mm. and I think learning more about that as the responsible parent for a baby means that I can be better with my son as well um, mm. at the same time I'm, I'm also hoping that that feeds into my life when I go back to work the paid work as well <laughs> in, mm. in my job um, being more conscious of that with, with adults as well, because I think that's just as true with adults as it is with, with children. There's always something usually that's causing different behaviours. So it's yeah. something that I think, because uh, one of the things I've been thinking about is trying to capture what, what the benefits are beyond the personal benefits. What, what can men bring back to the work the, the paid workplace um i keep emphasizing paid work because mm. this is definitely unpaid work being a, a father mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> that's for sure yeah yeah so um yeah i think learning to appreciate what you've gained from this time and and how that might also be a benefit to you and others when you go back to work it's something i'm thinking about more and more um mm. i think it's it should be part of the argument, I think, for um, better parental leave for 
or for mothers and fathers, I think, but um, for mm. extended parental leave for dads, I think something, the, the positive story of what you do gain from it. So there is definitely a gain, no doubt. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's a, it's a big, um, it's a big learning curve for all mm. of us, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about um, the other people around you. Mm. You learn a lot about human behavior. Um, yeah. And just stupid things like um, people's different uh, rhythms, you know? Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, like ba babies are like that. You know, they're not all the same, no. and some are much more um, chilled than others, and some, I don't know, are quick to fly off the handle, and mm. others less so. Yes, uh, and you see all of those things reflected in adult life, and yeah. like some, like some people are better than others at. Uh, coping with uh loss of sleep or yes. being being hungry yes. or all these really basic things yes. that when yeah. you've got a baby it's kind of like writ large yes. over your entire day dialed up to 11 but, yeah. <laughs> uh but we're all like that a bit aren't we you know oh yeah no it's it's like a lot of parents say don't they your personality was there from day one, really. You yeah, didn't really change that much into adulthood. You know, obviously, yeah. you might be able to control some of your impulses a bit better, but put under a little bit of pressure, and those kind of core personality traits will come to the surface. And I think mm. gaining a better appreciation of that with some dedicated time looking after a dependent where mm. you can't say oh you should know better you know it's a baby you can't you, know, you have to yeah. you have to be patient you have to find a way of soothing them or making them feel better and learning that patience i think will definitely make me a more patient person with other adults as well i mean I, I, i'm mm. naturally quite patient anyway but i know it'll make me more patient i think because i just have learned more about it and mm. you, you just realise how important those the, the backstory of people's lives can be, um, mm. and what isn't disclosed. Mm. Uh, that, that's you know, a, a baby can't disclose anything really. <laughs> they can only, mm. you know, look irritated. They can cry. You know, they can mm. start to babble a bit, but they can't tell you in a, a, a long sentence the reason why they're not feeling very good at the moment and, and mm. what, what they want from you. They, they can only just be upset. So I think mm. that's mm. a really powerful experience to learn from um, and something that more men could really benefit from when you think mm. about, you know, the way masculinity is discussed in the media at the, uh, and has been for, you know, for decades now, but uh, uh, the, you know, the terms like toxic masculinity and the kind of, the damaging way that patriarchy is is um, societally influencing what happens. Mm. Um, more of a kind of experience of caring and learning 
what most women who have children that learn because they have to, I mm. think could only be of benefit. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's solidified my prior belief in that by actually mm. going through it myself and experiencing it myself. Yeah. Mm. So if, if uh, the, the proverbial fairy godmother came around and, mm. and said, you know, you could uh, have another six months mm. at home with this baby, mm. or you could go back to work, which would you do? Hmm, that's a really good question. I think... I think I probably would do another six months, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. Um, I say that with the strong caveat that I have been able to stay connected with my work. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been totally disconnected. Mm. And if, if that was part of the package, then I would be happy to continue doing that. Mm. But... Because it's it's not it's probably not a, a very I'm going to give you a politician non-binary answer. I think <laughs> it's, it's a bit it, there are there are aspects of you know, I know that my son really benefited from going to nursery. Mm. There are things that he got from that that I would struggle to provide that the social learning um, mm. and and all of the kind of expertise from early years educators. It's it's difficult to replace that but mm. at the same time I do feel right now the kind of I'm already anticipating the sadness edit coming to an end so mm. I think on balance I would you know if it was a fairy godmother and it's you know it's just a special opportunity then I would probably grasp it yes I probably would mm. take the extra six mm. months um, if only to sort of see the, the winter turn into spring again that would be nice yeah <laughs> So yeah. I see the, the days lengthen and the sun come out more and do different types of things with her, I suppose, as she got a bit older. So, yeah, yeah I think that, that side of it's very, very tempting. But then I'm also very conscious that your sense of self and your identity is, is also extremely important. And for many people, as you get towards the end of, be it a 9, 10, 12, 13, 14-month parental leave, many people are ready to reconnect with their occupational identity um, mm. or their vocation. You know, some people aren't as fortunate to, to do a job that they enjoy or, or they even sort of tolerate. Some people don't like their work. So for them, mm. I'm sure they would grasp any opportunity to extend if it was adequately paid. Um, mm. Yeah, that is part of the question. Would it, would it be paid, Jeremy? <laughs> Uh, yes, I think we'd. I think we'd have to pay it. Yes, we? I think we'd have to pay it because that's one of the pressures, um, oh. of course, um, and and one of the major considerations. Um, it's why I've kind of worked around with with annual leave towards the end of mine is oh. to kind of minimise any of the unpaid part of it. So yeah, it's it is a oh. really there are lots of factors involved in the decisions. Unfortunately, it can't just be what does your heart want? You know, no, exactly. There are a lot of practical things that come into your mind, but also there's your, your, your role as a parent and your connection to your child, but also 
yourself and perhaps trying to protect your sense of self, um, which I've heard many people talk about that, that, that feeling that your, your sense of self being lost over time. So, yeah, yeah I, think, definitely. I think I've been able to protect that because of the nature of the work I do. Um, but for others, if you, you're either at work or you're not, I think it would be a more difficult decision, I think. But yeah, mm. it's a good question because it's, uh, it does make you weigh up the, the positives versus what, what you kind of enjoy about that other side of your self, the mm. side that's for you. Yeah. And I suppose the thing is as well, with, because I suppose, you know, we, we, you and I, to some extent, are mm. in the business of kind of campaigning yes. for yeah, yeah. this opportunity for all fathers. Mm. Um, and I suppose it's, there's a temptation to view uh, parental leave for fathers um, with kind of unbridled enthusiasm. You yeah. know, it's an amazing experience and, and yeah. you know, uh, fathers, no, you often see that in the media. You do. We need fathers to get this opportunity. Mm. It's and all wonderful. Yeah. It's all wonderful. Yeah. And uh, it's like, well, okay, I know plenty of mothers who were desperate to get yes, back to work. Absolutely. Yeah. And why shouldn't a father who's done some, mm. uh, you know, a, a good stint of parental leave uh, be thinking, Thank God that's over. I'm yeah. ready to go back to work too. Do you know what definitely, I mean? That that definitely. also should be. It, that doesn't invalidate the experience. No, not at all. No. Uh, or our urge for uh, better leave to get more dads doing it. You know, we we would want, I suppose, some dads who, in answer to that question, would say. I can't wait to get back to work. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think anyone who spends a, an extended period of time doing this will will get beyond the the wonderfulness, and there'll be times that are yeah. incredibly hard. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, and you know that can be very fatiguing over time, and you know different circumstances makes it even more fatiguing and other stresses. So, you know, mm. for some. I imagine for many that it feels like a relief to suddenly be able to step away and know mm. that your child is, you know, being looked after, but you're you're not responsible. That that word responsible and that what what that means, that deep meaning of it as a parent, I think it, it is a heavy burden at times. Um, mm. And you know, it, it it depends on your support network as well. Um, so for us, we we don't have. Um, parents really close by you know they don't live around the corner so it's it's not as easy for us to kind of on any given day just get support <laughs> so yeah it, it is fatiguing over time like we're really ready for the Christmas break um yeah we're really desperate for it because we're going to see family and you know, going to stay with them and hopefully they'll well we know they'll help, help us have a bit of a mm -hmm. break um and that's that's really valuable and and there'll be plenty of other families around the country that are in that position where you know you've done it for 
weeks and weeks and months on end and you, you, you're really exhausted. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. definitely nothing wrong with at the end of even a couple of months, I think, just being ready to return, I think. No, I, I suppose think... it, yeah. I mean, it does raise the question as well about like what comes after parental mm. leave, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what will happen, like who will have your daughter it when you be, go back to work, what will happen? What's going to happen? start at nursery or not? Yeah, nursery? yeah. She's yeah. starting um, from the first week in January. They do like a phased introduction at the nursery we're at. Um, so my son had the same. Mm. Um, and I'll be, I think Holly and I will go with her in the first couple of days. And I might do more of it because um, it's over two weeks. that kind of slowly increase the number of hours each day. Mm. Um and she's going to be there four days a week because Holly okay. does works four days a week. And the main reason she does that is because she's a hospital doctor mm. as a full-time profession. She's currently doing a PhD, but normally she's a hospital doctor. Um, and with on calls, she could be working weekends and evenings during the week. So really four days a week, as a hospital doctor is full time <laughs> because you're doing right. everything yeah. else on top of it. So for her, that was being able to protect a day that was mm. not at risk over a weekend or like a, a night shift during the week. Um, mm. So she on that day will have our daughter on that day because that she mm. did the same with our son. And it was as much for her an opportunity to, to actually stay connected and not be mm. totally exhausted at the weekend. Um, to have some kind of respite um, from what is a very tiring profession. Mm. So yeah, that, so that she'll so our daughter will be there four days a week, um, and that will. Uh, well, our son is now going. He'll be going up to full time from January. Um, so yeah, it'll be a, it'll be more expensive from January, <laughs> I think. Mm. Uh, but uh, that's that's how we manage it because our parents and we don't have any kind of family that we could ask to do any because you know many mm. families do that you know and they have mm. the grandparents looking after them at some point during the week as well. But that's it's not a, a viable option for us. So that's what we do. We have we use the, the nursery. Like, Mm. we're very happy with the nursery we're at so we're, we're really lucky with that but um yeah that's and then when, well, that's I think there the are many others who who are at that nursery who I think do similar they, they kind of might not have family nearby um it depends on the type of work you do I think because if you're doing a job where you would be more likely to move away from home um you're then more likely to not have that support network nearby it changes the nature of your decision making mm. but it is a difficult decision definitely because mm. mm. there's a lot of societal kind of pressure to I, I, I think we've definitely felt a lot of kind of negative reaction when we were first doing this having our son in nursery that, that, that negative response to doing it you know that mm. to doing it for so many days a week as well uh, we've only found benefit really we found it really a, a positive thing um but you know it's again the childcare sector is under an immen immense pressure at the moment as well so but that's a, yeah, like, yeah that's another story yeah no it's, it, it's interesting though isn't it i think we do have a we have quite an old-fashioned view in yeah 
the UK about yeah. childcare. I think, you know, in the Nordic countries, it's, all, oh, it's yeah. kind of much more of a, almost like a civic duty to put Absolutely. your child in nursery, yeah. you know? Oh, um, totally, yeah. Mm. I mean, we, we just think, I mean, you know, we would never impose that on other people, but we've only seen benefit to doing it. Um, and what our sons had exposure to compared to what we could do is just far in, exceeds what we could do. And the, the, mm. a lot of it is that kind of different types of people, social learning, different resources, you know, and, mm. and someone who's actually trained to do it, you know, mm. that's their profession. So I think it's, it's hard, you can't compete with that. <laughs> so yeah, I can do, I can be a, parent and I can do what I know I'm good at but I'm not trained in early years education I think that's where mm. it's a very undervalued sector very undervalued so I, you know I, I, we've especially learned how valuable it is because mm. we rely on it um, mm. so much yeah mm. good stuff I hope you've enjoyed this episode do please share it with anyone you think might find it interesting and look out for the final two episodes coming out in May 2023. See you next time.